You're listening to the Sourced Property Podcast. Hi all, my name is John Wilson from Sourced Capital. Welcome to the Sourced Property Podcast. I'm here today with Derek Pratt. Hi, how are we doing everyone? So today we're going to be talking about the safety and security within peer-to-peer. What the industry is has already been discussed on previous podcasts. We're going to talk more about the industry standards in security and what you can expect as an investor with sourced capital. I understand you've got some questions for me, John. Yes, I'm going to be quite direct, quite blunt with the questions. These are questions that I often get asked by investors when we're having a discussion over the telephone. Some of them can be digging into what our security is, how we do our due diligence process. We'll cover as many as we can right the way through. Uh, The listeners may have further questions after this. If you've got any questions that you want to dig into, either give uh, Source Capital a call or send over an email. So let's start. Main one really is, are all peer-to-peer lenders the same? Bloody hell, start with an easy one. So, well, I think the, you know, the very short answer to that is no. And I think the reason it's such a great question is that there's been some, some high-profile failures within the industry. Yep. You know, and it's even been mentioned in, the, uh, you know, in Parliament that, you know, is this a, you know, a Wild West lending scenario? And, and the short answer to that is, is absolutely no, it's not. It's a regulated industry, and we, we need to be compliant with you know expectations and, and regulations you look at the companies that failed and, and you look at what you know th- th- there are successful operators within peer-to-peer and, and the difference largely is what part of that sector they're dealing in and what is the risk to investors and borrowers you know when working with with those individual companies when it comes to source capital we are a provider of secured loans that's what we do we have borrowers who undergo a rigorous and consistent across every loan, but it's a rigorous due diligence process to assess both their individual capabilities, but uh, you know the individual strengths of the deal itself, and that comes with regards to you know the purpose, the borrower, the security, and the exit routes, and all the nuances that that fall under those different headings. So, are we? Any, you know, come back to your question: Why are we different? We're different because it's all about risk control. And if I'm an investor or a borrower, I want to know that that peer-to-peer company is, is is doing what they should be doing. And in our world, we, you know, from an investor's point of view, we provide loans with first charge security over UK-based bricks and mortar assets. We've got borrowers who have been assessed and vetted. We've got a definitive exit plan and our internal management is such that you know we'd like to think that uh, it's there to, to avoid any potential sort of wrongdoings you know that, that could undermine the stability of the platform it quite annoys me that you know people are talking about defaults or losses given default this isn't you know we are not an unsecured loan provider this is not crowdfunding this isn't someone putting it up the flagpole and, and you know and seeing if anyone wants to support it these are secured loans that absolutely fulfil the criteria of, of, you know, the basic canons of good lending, and the intention is there that um, you know if you're invested in the platform, you're invested in our ability to manage that process on your behalf. But it is still a loan. Yeah. 
You mentioned a few times secured loans and you explained briefly what that is. But it would be great to know what happens when something goes wrong. What happens when, I know many things can go wrong, it is property at the end of the day, but what happens if a project overruns? What happens if borrower is unable to complete the project? What happens if the borrower disappears? Can you go into a couple of those type of scenarios? I know at Source we've not had any of those as of yet, but it'd be great to know more about it from your point of view. Yeah, well, you're right. We haven't got any loans in default and our investors have to date received 100% of all capital invested and 100% of all interest due. So uh, hopefully that fits neatly into the points I made earlier regarding, you know, there's a lot of experience, capability in, in rigorous due process that we do go through. But that said, we are lending money. That's one of the big differences is with peer-to-peer -peer as opposed to, you know, if you're putting your money in by way of a lender investor, you are lending that money. There has to be a risk. I'm just looking at the list of questions that are there, this, this may crop, crop up when we talk about interest rates later. But, you know, there is a risk. There is a risk or reward, which is why the interest rates are where they are. How we try and mitigate those risks is, you know, as per earlier, making sure that we kind of know what we're doing around the credit process, that we only support loans that should be supported, that, you know, you've got every chance of... Uh, getting that money back and it's uh, it's an actually sensible story it's a sensible borrower and it's uh, and it's deliverable around those time scales and costs but things will go wrong how do we control that well we manage that loan really closely if it's a development loan we will manage it all the way through the initial process and viability and assessment and once that that project starts we will continually manage it all the way through until completion so we'd like to think that uh, by doing that part of the job right if something does look like it's going off track, either cost or time, or even compliance or quality, that will be picked up very early in the piece before it becomes a real problem. You know, we use independent professionals, both on valuers, but monitoring surveyors as well, going through that kind of scheme. So, you know, we've got an eye on that deal all the way through. So this isn't a case of you put the money in at the start and let's see where we are in 12 months. You know, that's the duration of the loan. It is constantly monitored, managed. There'll be covenants in the loan that will be controlled and regularly reviewed and monitored to make sure that that deal is, is on track all the way through. That said, things happen. You know, coronavirus, great example. Did that cause a problem to certain developers? Of course it did both on costs, availability of supplies, availability of, of actually having workers on site, and certain people need now longer to complete these schemes than they first thought they would. How do we manage it? We manage it by doing our job of working alongside lenders and borrowers. We know what the scheme's doing. We know what realistically needs changing. If it's still on target for cost, but out of line on time, we'll go to the investor lenders in that deal give them a, an update, detailed update as to where and why. And if that needs some extra duration, it'll go out to them. Ultimately, the lenders of that loan have the ability to vote as to whether that's yes or no. But you know, before they're asked to make that decision, they'll be given full details with regards to, as I say, what has the borrower done? What are they doing to mitigate the issues? Why have those issues first cropped up? But why that period of time that we're looking for an extension is appropriate and how that helps those investor lenders ultimately get what they want, which is full repayment. 
uh, the cash back a good return on their money perfect absolutely great so uh, one of the the questions that i get often regarding when a project goes live what happens to the money obviously uh, development is a development you've got two uh, key factors with that you've got the purchase price and then you've got the development's cost we're raising let's say a million pounds but the purchase price is only five hundred thousand what happens with that five hundred thousand that's remaining does it also go to the developer on day one good question great question it's, it's about you know the whole process and it, it probably comes a full circle back to the initial point that we talked about earlier which is how does source capital control and mitigate risk and I'll get slaughtered internally because the short answer to your question is no we don't release it but not exactly known for a short answer <laughs> no we retain we only release the funds on day one that are that associated with the purchase and again everything will be detailed within the credit report that the lenders and investors can see as to how much that borrower is acquiring that site for if it's a development you can see any contribution that's coming in from from the borrower and therefore what the net proceeds that are coming in off that loan towards the day one purchase all our credit reports will then show how much the overall development cost is how that includes contingencies and then we as the lender as a source capital overviewing and managing that loan release funds to the borrower in tranches as that loan progresses and it is about that sort of risk control risk mitigation general you know good credit process we only release those funds when we're confident and we've got the independent monitoring surveyor and individuals from source capital actually putting you know boots on the ground making sure that that progress is is where it should be making sure it's compliant making sure it's to quality making sure that that loan still has enough time and cash left in it to get that that deal from start to finish and ultimately because it's only when you've got the finished project that you've got your gross development value and that's you know that's our aim so we do closely monitor that no you, we don't just give them money and, uh, and cross our fingers and hope we we absolutely work Another question, similar kind of thread and topic to that is, when are investors actually paid back? How does that work? Is it a monthly rolling interest? Is it the start of a project at the end of a project? How does it work from, from your point of view, seeing the credit risk and uh, seeing the projects develop, really? So within Source Capital, all the interest is paid upon expiry of the loan. So all of our loans are, in general terms, short to medium term. We don't do anything that's past 24 months. Most of our stuff's well below that. So the interest is a fixed interest rate and the borrower pays that interest rate for the duration that loan is outstanding. And whatever they, you know, as we said before, there's a direct link between the borrower interest rate and the lender interest rate. So all parties know exactly what we're gonna get. The lenders, investors know that, make a number up, you know, if it's 10%, they're gonna get 10% but they will get that for the amount of time that that loan is outstanding. So it could be a 12-month loan. If the borrower repays in nine, then the borrower pays nine months' interest and the lender investors receive interest for nine months. That's what they do. You know, there's a minimum period just to make sure that, you know, if people have invested their money, they're always going to get a minimum rate of return. And that is advised on each and each loan, but typically three months. But you know, they get their interest at the end. So coming back to the idea of, is it for everyone? It's not. If, if someone's looking for a regular monthly return on their investment, this isn't what they should be doing. Absolutely. You know, it's paid on duration, it's paid on repayment, and that's when they get their full interest paid. 
from the funds that we receive back, assuming that obviously it uh, it is the amount we uh, we're hoping it is. Absolutely. There's one point that we we delved into early, but I've just been prompted to to ask a little bit deeper regarding the parties of a, a loan. Obviously, there's three parties: the source capital that sat in the middle as a facilitator, there's a borrower, and there's also a lender. One of those parties could go the wrong way. Effectively, the business could stop trading. Uh, one of the things that I get asked a lot of the time, what happens if that company or part of that stops trading is sourced capital. It'd be, it'd be great to know more about what we've got in place as a company, what the regulations say, and how we sit and fall within that. Yeah, I, I think it's a great question. And I'm surprised it's not a question that I'm asked more often. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I don't need to name the name of the bank, but I was an employee of uh, you know what was depending on which story you read, possibly the third biggest bank in the world that had massive problems in 2008. Now, if a company that's been around 100 years and is that size can have financial issues, then I am surprised more people don't say, well, you're a relatively new company. Yeah. You know, what if? It's a question I would ask if I absolutely. was investing. And you're absolutely right. The amount of people that ask that question when I'm on the phone and dealing with investors is quite few, really is. And it's one of the biggest potential issues that there are if you've not managed it properly. Yeah, so, and we're talking about lenders, we're talking about investors. I would also ask the question if I was the borrower because it's yeah. my asset that's going in there as security. Absolutely. So the answer to the question, the way it's actually set up is that the, the loan security is held by an independent trustee. So it's a completely different company than Source Capital, the trading business. So don't get me wrong, we're, we're clearly no intentions of, of not being around for, for a long, long time now. But, you know, let's take Doomsday. If something did happen to Source Capital, the actual loan security, so from a borrower's point of view, the security is outside of that deal. It's looked after by the trustee. From the lender's point of view, their loan security is looked after by the independent trustee. It remains sort of independent of the trading business. So if the trading business did ever have problems, then we have, and we have to have this from a regulatory compliance point of view, we have uh, a wind a wind down plan, which is which has to be considered satisfactory by the regulator. Yeah. All that's in place to look after lenders and investors. The security being held by an independent trustee is there clearly again to help and, and protect lenders' investments. So if there is, uh, you know, if the trading business did ever, you know, cease to exist long term, the ability and the infrastructure is there for those loans to run the duration, the security to remain intact, giving that ongoing protection to, to the investors and the lenders. And they, you know, those loans can run the term, run the duration, realise the funds at the end of there uh, and, and bring those, you know, obviously re return those funds back out to, to those investors. Perfect. All makes sense from my end. To be honest, Dale, that's uh, pretty much everything. I wanted to get a little bit juicier and dig into everything a bit more, but you, you answered everything with, as you always do, quite lengthy answers. And uh, yeah, thanks, mate. Talked uh, talked a while on everything, so we've we've covered all points that I wanted to. Hopefully, that's give a little bit of advice and a little bit of knowledge to the listeners today. If you have got any further questions, whether it be from a borrower's point of view or whether it be from a lender's point of view. Just get in touch. Uh, we're always happy to, to answer these questions as difficult as sometimes they may be to answer. Uh, we'll always try our best. I'm sure you'll agree with that, Del. Yeah, couldn't agree anymore. Uh, you know, this is a ridiculously transparent process. We are here to support our business doesn't work unless we're looking after the lenders and the borrowers. So there shouldn't be any question that you want an answer to that we can't give openly and readily. So yeah, ask anything you want. 
please do. Perfect. Thank you very much, Del. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And we'll wrap it up there. Thanks very much, everyone. See you soon. Thank you for listening to the Sourced Property Podcast. 